In this episode, we're going to talk about Elder Asshat Holland. Elder Holland. And his yucky, yucky speech that he gave at BYU recently that's oh. all over social media. Let's pick that shit apart. Are we loving the sinner and hating the sin again? Duh, that's what we do. Oh, my favorite. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in just a second. All right, let's do it. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly, and I have to say, we are getting better at being more regular at our recordings. Well, this was the summer of fucking <laughs> hell. hell. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to um, hug our listeners and let them know that come September, when we're finally all moved, kids are back in school, everything's taken care of with Mary's mom, we are going to have the time that we have always wanted to to put toward making this an amazing podcast and treating our listeners like the amazing superhumans that they are. Yeah, because, you know, up till now, it's been a shit podcast, so. Oh, such shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do have to go back to my mom's place in September sometime Yeah, to uh, clean it out, all that stuff. Oof, what a process. Mm-hmm. I want to reach out to everybody who has reached out to me uh, via our social channels. The outpouring of love and support, I, I can't express my thanks and gratitude enough. So our listeners, they're just fucking badasses, I have to say. And I also feel like the majority, if not all, understand how complicated it is to deal with the death of a person who maybe wasn't your favorite, but was still your mother. So there's a lot of feelings that went around there. People who've been supportive, it's like they get it. Yeah, no, of course. Um, You know, gosh, raise your hand if you are listening to this podcast and you have to deal with complicated relationships in your life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Everyone raises hand. Right? Humans yeah. are complicated. We're we're really complicated people. We have complicated emotions. Uh we get set in our ways sometimes. We've yeah. got very strict belief systems mm-hmm. that we're dealing with mm-hmm. and in and out of religion. These are complicated relationships. Yeah. I guess it wasn't just me who was having that struggle. <laughs> oh, I'm not alone. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, and neither is anybody else listening to mm-hmm. this. Do you say neither or neither? Neither. Okay. Neither means you're old. What do you say, Mary? Neither. (laughs) (laughs) Now she does. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a regional thing. Yeah. Neither, neither, either, either. Uh, Neither, Tomato, tomato. No one says tomato unless you're from across the pond. Oh, yeah. Did they say either, either tomato? 
You may eat possibly. either tomato. Schedule. Holiday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those listeners across the pond, let us know <laughs> how you say these things. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> but getting back to just a wrap up with uh, my mom's stuff. So this whole thing, going to her memorial service, prompted a discussion that is going to lead to a future episode. Those occasions when you find yourself having to go back to church as a non-religious person— so you maybe you've left that religion and now you are expected to go back for yeah. baby blessing, um, memorial service, memorial service, missionary farewell, anything, yeah. anything, baptisms, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever you're expected to go back to that situation, how does that make you feel? Like shit, cringy. Mm-hmm. So my mother's memorial service was fairly cringy. The sermon. Oof. Did you know that Jesus is a bridegroom that's going to come? Fetch you? He fetched your mom, <laughs> according to— uh... Fetch. What a weird way to describe it. Oh, Jesus is coming to fetch me. Uh-huh. <laughs> woof, woof. I don't yeah, know. I feel I, weird about that yeah, expression. There was a lot of weird— I, Yeah. It'll take an entire episode. I don't know. I mean— Oh, I know. I, I don't know that there— Maybe you need to process some stuff. <laughs> I do need to process some of it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's just really hard going to these ceremonies as a non-believer, I guess, now, and just having to be around all that stuff. is singing the hymns, hearing the sermons, hearing about stuff that you're like, mm, God, no. <laughs> I actually don't know if it was any less weird to me, even though I used to believe that shit. It's still seeing, I, th- I guess I've been so removed from like weird worshipy shit <laughs> that it just seemed so weird and stupid to me, even yeah. though I used to be all in it. Yeah, and this just got us starting to talk about like what happens at you know when your parents are ill, Oof. and there's funerals to mm-hmm. attend. There and, will be a couple coming up sometime. Wow. Yeah, I've never even been to a Mormon service, so yeah. that's yeah. going to be real fun. They'll definitely fill fill some podcast episodes when that comes to be. But for now, they're just you know. Living life in uh, the the Jamestown senior living, blah, 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 mm-hmm. assisted living and memory care units separate from each other. So yep. they're just doing their thing. They're doing their thing, and you get to hear about it on the reg. Mm-hmm. And also, there was something that was said as part of this sermon that I'd forgotten about. Okay, so you know how generally I think Jesus is a fairly cool dude? yeah you know, helping out the poor and the sick and whatever, the lepers and the tax collectors and whoever else, you mm-hmm. know, and the water into wine thing was super cool. Yeah, I like that part. That's my favorite part. Yeah. There's something not great about Jesus. Let's hear it. Uh, I discovered through this sermon at my mother's memorial service. So this comes from the Gospels, John 14, 6. I'm going to read from the King James Version because duh, right? That's the only version. <laughs> Uh, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. I hate that exclusionary shit of religion. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand that. I am the only way to get to, first of all, the father idea of a father figure. I'm not on board with. No. Um, I haven't had great experience with father figures, so. No, no. (laughs) So that's the first problem for me personally is I don't subscribe to this idea of a father. Yeah. In heaven. No. Or wherever. 
And then this exclusion stuff where it's like, this is the only way to be redeemed or whatever, or get to an afterlife. Yeah, I hate it. No. It's fucked up. Because what about everyone who yeah. has never even heard of Jesus, like yeah. most of the planet? I can't get behind it. I'm guessing Jesus was a real human being, right? Being the son of God and shit, now nah, I doubt it. I think if he was real, he was just like, he had some cool radical ideas, maybe kind of got carried up in himself about I am the one. But again, the scriptures were all written like after the fact. Oh, for sure. So who knows? Who knows if Jesus even said that? Or if it was added to be like, Jesus said you have to go through him and we are preaching what he preaches, so you have to go through us, give us your tithing. You know what I mean? It's it's like anytime human beings get a hold of anything that could be very pure and simple and beautiful, they fuck it the fuck up. They turn it into power. Yeah. And, you know, you got to you got to think a lot of embellishment went into these some of these stories that were told by word of mouth. Of course. Have you heard me tell a story? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like the original. Yeah. Let's take <laughs> Jonah, for instance. Is it more interesting to say, yeah, Jonah didn't feel like going to Nineveh, so he just kind of camped out under a tree? Or Jonah was disobedient to God, so God sent a giant fish to swallow him up and then spit him out on an islander. I mean, that's how I would tell a story. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> On that topic, it's like, why do we, we as in others, like religions, why is there so much focus on every fucking little word of this scripture that was written forever ago Mm -hmm. by people who weren't even around when this shit supposedly happened, and that's gone through hundreds of translations? Like, anything aside from religion, no one would do that. Mm-hmm. If someone was reading a book on like how to perform heart surgery or whatever, and they knew that it was written forever ago, yeah. was translated a million times, the person who wrote it has never even done heart surgery. Like, would you take that manual and cut someone open? <laughs> I might because it'd be fun, but not that you just wouldn't. And as I'm going off on my tangent, I think about that because I have siblings, um, one particular that I'm thinking about who is a professional, right? Yeah. I don't understand how people who are so intelligent, professional, and educated, they take all the information in about how to do these things. He's a doctor. All this information about different things, you know, the human body and all this, and he reads from everything, and he studies all of it, and that's how he is so good at what he does, right? Sure. But when it comes to religion, mm mm-mm. I'm only going to read the shit the church puts out. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want to hear anything from anyone else with other opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe in this religion that goes from a book, again, that was written forever ago by people who weren't even there and translated 20 bazillion times. Right. Oh. Mind-boggling. Well, and there's plenty of things that are outdated. Like in Leviticus, uh, they talk about if there's mildew in your house and you can't get rid of it, you basically have to tear the whole thing down. I mean, I could get behind that. <laughs> But now they have that stuff called, what is it, skills, skulls? The stuff you paint on it. Oh, kills. There we go. <laughs> oh, not skulls. I like skulls, Kills, though. skills, or skulls. You decide which is the one that kills the mold. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so certainly some things are outdated. Uh, yeah. Religion. Don't get, don't get me started. We're going to talk about some outdated attitudes, religious beliefs coming up here, by the way. Oh, Yeah. Isn't this this uh, whole thing with Elder Holland's speech to—what was that about again? This was given by Elder Homophobe Holland—should we say that? Um, sure. August 23rd of this year at the BYU Annual University Conference. So this was educators that are there, uh, staff, shit like that. Well, this sounds like a he said what maybe. Oh, f- <laughs> fuck yeah. 
I wasn't sure where you were going with it. Well, anything that starts with f- I was thinking you were going to say uck. for sure. No. No. Why? Fuck yeah. <laughs> on three or one? You pick. Okay, on three. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. He said ball. That was maybe the weirdest one. Wow, well, we're really sorry about that, <laughs> but not fucking deal with it, okay? <laughs> She said kindly. Oh, uh, yeah, with a smile. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Uh, yeah, so this speech was given recently, and it has blown up all over the interwebs. You know, it's interesting, though, because so few of my friends anymore on social media are current Mormons, because they've kind of dismissed me, mm-hmm. unfollowed me, unfriended me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what I'm seeing— Blocked you? Blocked me? Oh, 100%. <laughs> so what I'm seeing is all of the turmoil that the LGBTQ plus community is going through because of this speech, right? Mm, yeah. But once in a while, a friend will pop up that has not unfriended me, typically a family member who's still LDS, and their view on this speech is like, did we read the same thing? <laughs> the fuck? So we'll talk about that. But— Uh, Mary has not yet been able to hear this, and I'm going to go ahead and read it to her. Okay. Um, The first part, blah, 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 BYU is great from the ancient days. The ancient days. How old is BYU? (laughs) It's just, I I can't even read this old people shit. No offense to old people. Talking about the why in the mountain and the the, scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. Because, you know, for here, it's probably like your typical, we're so proud of BYU. This is where we've come from, blah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's probably your, your... you know, generally speaking, what it's going to be, what it is to be a BYU professor, postgraduates. Yay, yay, yay. So here we go. In 2014, seven years ago, then Elder Russell M. Nelson came to campus in this setting. His remarks were relatively brief, but tellingly, he said, with the church growing more rapidly in the less prosperous countries, yeah, so keep taking their tithing, mm-hmm. we must conserve sacred funds more carefully than ever before. Because they don't have enough. They don't have enough sacred funds. (laughs) Sacred in quotations. At BYU, we must ally ourselves even more closely with the work of our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. A college education for our people is a sacred responsibility, but it is not essential for eternal life. Not if you're a woman, certainly. Or gay. Oh. (laughs) right. where we're going. Okay. So that was quoting. Now here's uh, Holland speaking again. A statement like that gets my attention, particularly because just a short time later, President Nelson chairs our board, holds our purse strings, and has the final yay or nay on every proposal we make from a new research lab to more undergrad study space to approving a new pickup for the physical faculty staff. Okay. Russell M. Nelson is very, very good at listening to us. We who sit with him every day have learned the value of listening carefully to him. No one fucking listens in the church. What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. Three years later, in 2017, Elder Dallin H. Oaks, he's one of our favorite asshats, by Mm -hmm. the way, Mm -hmm. not then but soon to be in the first presidency where he would sit only one chair, one heartbeat away from the same position President Nelson now has. The king is dead. Long live the king. It makes me think. I know, right? It's like only one chair. I'm like, oh my God. It, it makes one me think chair of, to rule them all. <laughs> it makes me think of how in sixth grade, I was always the first chair in band for the oboe because there were no other oboe players. <laughs> what chair are you? That's funny. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Dallin H. Oaks in uh, second chair, I guess, quoted then Elder Neil A. Maxwell. I love how all these men like to quote each other. 
Sure. Yeah. Why not? It, it's be, like this yeah. circle jerk. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so here, here is Elder Holland quoting Dallin Oaks, who was quoting Neil A. Maxwell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. In a way, Latter-day Saint scholars at BYU and elsewhere are a little bit like the builders of the temple in Nauvoo who worked with a trowel in one hand and a musket in the other. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you balance it's your musket? It's not very efficient. <laughs> no wonder it took him so fucking long to build that thing. <laughs> Today, scholars building the Temple of Learning must also pause on occasion to defend the kingdom. I personally think Elder Maxwell went on to say, being quoted by 10,000 people. Elder. Huh? Elder to Elder Wright. Uh, Who's this one giving the speech again? Uh, Elder Holland is quoting Elder Oaks, sure. who's quoting Elder Maxwell. Elder Maxwell went on to say, this is one of the reasons the Lord established and maintains this university. Yeah, because God started BYU. Well, for sure. Yeah, of course. The dual role of builder and defender is unique and ongoing. I'm grateful we have scholars today who can handle, as it were, both trowels and muskets. They, ne- You know what they needed to do? What? Was you know how um, there are muskets or bayonets? Like basically, it's a gun with a sword yeah. attached to it. You need a gun with a trowel attached to it, like a trowel attachment. But then you, you think, have a free hand. Do you think KitchenAid makes something like that? Uh, probably Pampered Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to a party, and they better have those there. <laughs> then Elder Oaks said challengingly. Now Holland's just quoting Oaks, not Maxwell. <laughs> I would like to hear a little more musket fire oh. from this temple of learning. <laughs> Storm of the castle. Yeah. He said this in a way that could have applied to a host of topics in various departments, but the one he specifically mentioned was the doctrine of the family and defending marriage as the union of a man and a mm. woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're defending this <laughs> stance of bigotry with our muskets. Stuff. Fuck. Wow. Little did he know that while many would hear his appeal, especially the school of family life, who moved quickly and visibly to assist, some others fired their muskets all right, but unfortunately didn't always aim at those hostile to the church. So we're supposed to be killing people who are— Metaphorically killing. Who are against church doctrine? Metaphorically. Metaphorically kill them? That sounds like a threat. You think? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, next paragraph. This is all Holland. Now it's Holland. Wait. No, that might still be Oaks. It doesn't matter because they all just quote each other. It really doesn't matter who said this because somebody said it and they all circle jerked and passed it around. Do we need to go back and do it? They said what? Pretty much. <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> yeah, let's do that right now. Three, two, one. They, they said, said what? what the fuck? fuck? I just added that. I like it. My beloved brothers and sisters. I hate, by the way, that line. My beloved brothers and sisters. That's like straight out of conference. Everyone fucking says that. A house divided against itself cannot stand, and I will go to my grave pleading that this institution not only stands, but stands unquestionably committed to its unique academic mission and to the church that sponsors it. You know, I'm going to interrupt a second. Do it. A house divided against itself, or whatever the quote is, Mm -hmm. does stand. Look at this country. Look how divided we are. Quite divided. We're still making it work. It's not easy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, look at all these households where people have differing views. Yeah. Those are houses divided, potentially. But We're the still church, making it work. Yeah, but the church, sure, well, yes. But the church is like, no, we all agree or you can leave. I know, and that's so stupid. It's like, where is the diversity of the members bringing different viewpoints? What, what about that? 
Well, I mean, that's fine. Is it? But you go too far, we're going to kick your ass out. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I don't think it's fine at all with the Mormons. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they want everyone believing the same way. We are robots. We believe the same way. Did you of like course. my robot voice? It was awesome. By the way, awesome. By the way I want you to get out your oboe, and I want to hear some sweet oboe tunes. I left it on the bus in sixth grade <laughs> one time and never got it back, and that was the end of band for me. I had to go to study hall on Wednesdays instead of band from then on. <laughs> My parents were not going to rent another one. Probably for the best. I sucked it anyway. You know what's funny is I never— <laughs> Those double reads. Those double reads. Every of time. I broke them all the time. <laughs> My favorite part about playing a reeded instrument is I had the excuse to go and run it under the uh, water fountain, oh. you know, to wet it, which yeah. I didn't actually need. And I actually spent a week practicing it because we had a, a, like a, I think it was a Christmas concert, whatever. Yeah. And I was so happy because I could actually play this one song. I was pumped. And then at the concert, I went to play— um, it was with everyone, of course, and the read, like, it, nothing would make sound. Hmm. So I sat there and pretended to do the notes and didn't blow into it. You were first chair. Only chair. <laughs> <laughs> the conductor's like, what the, what the fuck happened to the oboe? Uh-huh. Where's that annoying squeak yep. I miss so much? <laughs> yeah, it's probably good that the read wouldn't make any sounds. Yeah, probably. So before we continue this conversation, I think we should take a little commercial break. What do you think? I was on a roll. Uh, We'll get right back into it. Okay. Okay. Be right back. And we're back. Here we are. All right. Let me get back to this. This is, uh, I'm assuming this is Holland. We hope it is not a surprise to you that your trustees are not deaf or blind to the feelings that swirl around marriage and the whole same-sex topic on campus. Oh. And here comes the, the bullshit. The whole same-sex topic, The is whole, it? yeah. I and many of my brethren have spent more time and shed more tears on this subject, bullshit, <laughs> than we could ever adequately convey to you this morning or any morning. We spent hours discussing what the doctrine of the church can and cannot provide the individuals and families struggling over this difficult issue. So it is with scar tissue of our own. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That we are trying to avoid and hope all will try to avoid language, symbols, and situations that are more divisive than unifying at the very time we want to show love for all of God's children. So he's saying, you get this? Avoid language, symbols, and situations. What the fuck? Symbols? Yeah, like gay flags. gay flags. So there was a seminary teacher Mm. that put a gay flag in the window of the building saying all are welcome. And a member of Desnat, which it's a super right-wing Mormon-like. That would have been a foom pod, you know. Ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Anyway, a person from this particular group posted a picture. He, he went to the building, found the sign of um, the, the rainbow flag saying all are welcome into this Mormon church that does seminary. And then he posted, time to get out our muskets or something along those Whoa. lines. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you, you need to be responsible for the shit you say, church, because wow. you have crazies belonging to your church. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's how Brigham Young was able to get people to fucking— Kill a bunch of people at the Mountain Meadows Massacre. You have mm. crazies in your church. You have to be Extremists. responsible. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. This pissed me off. You, you all will probably remember this. If a student commandeers a graduation podium intended to represent everyone getting diplomas in order to announce his personal sexual orientation, uh. what might another speaker feel free to announce the next year until eventually anything goes? Uh, so this is what? the bullshit, slippery slope What's fallacy. supposed to happen after that? They're going to talk about, I don't know, witchcraft It's like or this. If you watch porn, 
Mm-hmm. You will masturbate. If you masturbate, you will be porn. gay. <laughs> no, if you are gay, then pretty soon you're going to want to be gay married. If we allow that, then we have to allow bestiality. That's how fear works. It's crazy. And it's not true. It doesn't work that way. Plus, this is a dig against Matt Easton. Absolutely. And he has a response to that. I'm going to read it in a second. His speech was approved, I thought. Exactly. So let, let me finish up this paragraph really quickly. What might commencement come to mean or not mean if we push individual license over institutional dignity for very long? Do we simply end up with more divisiveness in our culture than we already have? And we already have too much everywhere. So he's like, if we let this guy say he's gay, then what's going to happen? We need everyone to be the same, right? That's what he's saying without realizing that's what you're fucking saying, dude. So Matt Easton— I actually contacted him after this went down, and he's like, holy shit. So Matt Easton, who was the one who apparently commandeered the entire graduating class, Mm -hmm. he says, I did not commandeer the graduation. I earned my spot on that podium and followed every protocol, including having my speech Mm pre-approved by the institution. I drew on my personal experiences because they shaped my time at BYU— Authenticity is not the same as agenda pushing. Mm. More importantly, though, I want to send my love and support to all the queer students who are still at BYU and who now feel even more unsafe. Yeah. You are important. You are needed. No one, not even Holland, can take away our worth. Aw. That's awesome. hmm Wow. Yep. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> Holland kept talking. <laughs> Can I keep going? Shut that guy up. You can't. He he commandeered. Like, <laughs> he, if anyone fucking commandeered. commandeered, it was him. <laughs> For sure. Jesus. In that spirit, let me go no farther before declaring unequivocally my love and that of my brethren for those who live with this same-sex challenge mm. and so much complexity <laughs> that goes with it. So here's the thing. My only challenge is dealing with the haters who yes, are not same-sex. you are the challenge, <laughs> fucking Holland. Uh-huh. I am so over the whole love the sinner, hate the sin, mm-hmm. I'm over it. I, I am over it. It doesn't work. It's not love. No. At all. Mm-hmm. This is And this is the shit they try to pull. And Elder Holland actually has, um, he's known for being kind if you're Mormon, right? You, you can see <laughs> through that if you're not. But this whole, they throw this kindness in quotations and love, mm-hmm. but then turn on, smack you in the face, and then they're like, but we love you, but blah, blah, blah. We have to stand up for what we believe in, but we lo-. No, you don't love. You don't know how to uh, love. Yeah, that's given me whiplash right there. Yeah, you have no fucking clue. So then he says, too often the world has been unkind, in many instances crushingly cruel to these, our brothers and sisters. Oh, you mean like you? I know. I, I, I'm i so confused right now. Quit talking about yourself, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You're talking about yourself in the third person. <laughs> like many of you, we have spent hours with them and wept and prayed and wept again in an effort to offer love and hope. Bullshit. While keeping the gospel strong and the obedience to commandments evident in every individual life. Well, I, again, what am I supposed to believe here? You know what I mean? He's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on with more bullshit. But it will assist everyone in providing such help if things can be kept in some proportion and balance in the process. For example, we have to be careful that love and empathy do not get interpreted as condoning and advocacy. What? That's just the same okay, thing as, as you can't support yeah. them. You can love them, but don't support them. No, that's not— no, you can't. If you have requirements to your love, you're con- mm-hmm. you have conditions on your love. Mm-hmm. It's not love. Uh, no, it's not love. It's like, well, I love you, but 
No, not love. Not love. There shouldn't be any I love you buts. There, there's a worse part of the sentence. He oh, kept talking. Let's go. Let's hear it. Or, so we need to be careful of this, or that orthodoxy and loyalty to principle not be interpreted as unkindness or disloyalty to people. What? So, So he's basically telling people, you are free to love the gays, but don't you fucking support them. And by the way, you gays, don't misinterpret their non-supportiveness as being mean. <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you don't like, tell me how to says. interpret that. We have to be careful that love and empathy do not get interpreted as condoning an advocacy or that orthodoxy and loyalty to principle not be interpreted as unkindness or he, disloyalty. He wants his fucking cake and eat it too. Yeah. Let's all just accept the judgment and be okay with it. Yeah. On because all sides. They, because they, they, they do love you. Right. Fuck off. Then he says, as near as I can tell, Christ never once withheld his love from anyone, but he also never once said to anyone, because I love you, you are exempt from keeping my commandments. By the way, find me the commandment that says anything, anything about gay anything. Mm-hmm. There isn't one. That was made up by old white men. No offense <laughs> to old white men who listen. There's probably like three of you, and we love you. He says, we are tasked with trying to strike that same sensitive, demanding balance in our lives. Uh-huh. How about just love? Just fucking love. Exactly. And let people figure it out with their own sense of a creator, let's say. Sure. A, se- a sense of who they are in the universe. What are the top two commandments? Love God, love, love your neighbor. your neighbor, yeah. So whatever God it is that you want to, you know. Well, some people say it's inside us. Yeah, it's just love. So oh, love yourself. So love first, Uh, and then after that, go ahead and love. Those are two commandments. We got love. love. When you're done with that one, we're going to go to love. Uh There's nothing else. Yeah. I hate this bullshit. I know. There's more. Should we talk about um, musket fire? (laughs) You know, I love that topic. I I love when they bring weapons into discussions about homosexuality. About loving. Exactly. About defending. Aren't we hearing a love speech right now? Yeah. I want some more love. love. I'm feeling love. It goes like this. Musket fire, question mark. Yes, we will always need defenders of the faith, but friendly fire is a tragedy. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait. And from time to time, the church, its leaders, and some of our colleagues within the university community have taken such fire on this campus. So this isn't talking about friendly fire of mean church members to, to the LGBTQ community. This is talking about the LGBTQ community, like, Firing bullets at BYU is well, not a thing. <laughs> You'd think he would be saying— So just oh, their mere presence is a completely. threat. Okay. What could have been appropriate is to say, you know, okay, BYU, this is the things that we stand for, we, but we shouldn't be firing our muskets at the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> he's saying that the LGBTQ plus community is firing muskets at the church as the church needs to defend itself. That's when what he was saying? the last time I, yeah, yeah I'll, read, I'll read it to you. <laughs> okay. We will always need defenders of the faith. Uh-huh. Friendly fire is a tragedy. And from time to time, the church, its leaders, and some of our colleagues within the university community have taken such fire. I see. They've been shot at. So he's saying, you know, while you're loving but not condoning <laughs> and gay community, while you're accepting our judgment of you, mm-hmm. also don't take pot shots at the leaders of the church. Yes. Right? Absolutely. It's not telling the leaders of the church, like, guys, come on, lay off the gays. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting to be too much. It's like, hey, gays, lay off of us. Right. Oh, and we love you, but we hate what you do. <laughs> we hate who you are to, the, to your core. Love you. <laughs> Jesus loved everyone, <laughs> but you have to keep all the commandments, even the ones that we write. And don't make fun of us. <laughs> right. right? Stop being so mean. You're being mean to us. <laughs> Fuckers. All right. There's more. Uh, we're getting close to the end. And sometimes... It isn't friendly. So they're saying sometimes there's non-friendly fire wounding students and the parents of students who are confused about what so much recent flag-waving and parade-holding on this issue means. Oh, my God. So when you first start that sentence, you're like, oh, they're talking about, like, students who are wounded by all this, you know, gay Gay shit. parades. I'm still holding out somehow hope that something nice will be said. (laughs) But then he's saying that the unfriendly fire— is being aimed at students who are like, wait, what's what's with all the, the gay stuff everywhere? Well, that's not a thing new. <laughs> Beloved friends, this kind of confusion and conflict ought not to be. What, confusion about like a pride parade? Yes. That's like confusing? The pride, the pride parade. Just, just attend. It's fabulous. It's amazing. What's, what's confusing about that? Is. The pride parades <laughs> are confusing students are and they? parents of BYU students because— that's the friendly fire. The The parades are firing at the BYU students <laughs> who are like, why are gays allowed? Like, that's what that is saying. God. Wonky. Totally wonky. Truly, he has a dizzying intellect. I'm dizzy. Okay, there are better ways to move toward crucially important goals in these very difficult matters. Ways that show empathy and understanding for everyone while maintaining loyalty to prophetic leadership and devotion to revealed doctrine. You mean shit well, you made up? He is just a walking controversy. I mean, he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he is saying like complete opposite statements. He says whatever works for him and his cause. Mm-hmm. My brethren have made the case for the metaphor of musket fire, which I have endorsed yet again today. <laughs> there will continue to be those who oppose our teachings, and with that will continue the need to define, document, and defend the faith. And while I have focused on this same-sex topic this morning more than I would have liked, I pray you will see it as emblematic of a lot of issues our students and community face in this complex, contemporary world of ours. I'm concentrating more than I would like. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Exactly. And the, <laughs> the pride parades are hurting the, the straight They're kids. making them so confused. They're confusing them. Those pride parades are so confusing. And those signs in the seminary windows saying, all are welcome with rainbows— that's not okay. That's confusing. Where's our muskets? Let's defend. <laughs> wow. What the fuck, oh dude? Oh, my God. So this has been all over social media. Yeah. All fucking over it. We spoke earlier about, like, you have extremists in your community, and when you say shit like this, bad shit happens, right? hmm So a video is going all over right now, social media, because some jackass— kid, I want to say white and entitled just because I felt like it, but who knows. (laughs) Someone was recording him dumping water all over the chalk rainbows that someone had put in support of the LGBTQ plus community who was Mm. being affected by this fucking talk. He's dumping water all over him and trying to scrub it clean. And someone's recording and the guy recording was like, how about that homophobia? And the guy stops. He's like, uh, uh, sorry, f*** it's go to hell. Oh, ouch. Thanks, BYU student. Wow. So that guy was encouraged. I mean, uh. that's that's him holding the musket, right? This is uh. what we're going to do. Another instance. So here is a member of Utah's Board of Education, like an elected official, 
she showed a picture of, again, that gay pride flag in a church's seminary building with the message welcoming members of the LGBTQ plus community, right? And she wrote, time to make some phone calls. The world is too much with us. What does that mean? Meaning, after she got busted on it, she said in an interview, she's in favor of welcoming all students, but said that the seminary message welcoming the LGBTQ plus community would exclude others. What? You mean that would exclude other people who hate the gays? Sure, they don't need to go in there. That's what, it's just, what? She's like, if you show support, then cis heterosexual people are excluded? Then they're excluded. We're worrying no. about them? Yes, because we love the gays. Because <laughs> they're marginalized. Yes. By the way, when I say the gays, just, you know, I'm covering everyone. LGBTQ plus in a podcast setting, it's hard to get those letters all out without stumbling over them. But that is what I mean. When you're Shelly. Correct. <laughs> so yeah, if you show support for the gays, uh-huh. then that is showing non-support for the folks who don't like the gays. Well, I, 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 exactly. I have no words. Wow. <laughs> she was also, let's see, here's a quote on here. It's, in, it's on uh, AP News. Uh, this woman has been leading a one-woman crusade against our community ever since she was elected to the Utah State Board of Education. Uh, this is from Troy Williams. We've quoted him before. He's the director of Equality Utah. Uh, he then says, her dangerous rhetoric continues to incite hysteria and moral panic among Utah parents. And listen, I understand public school, you have a right to know what your kids are being taught. Like, I get it, okay? <laughs> However, it's the same thing as, you know, you're, you're, you're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion sucks, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So she put together this parents' rights opt-out letter that these super conservative parents can sign and say, yes, do not teach my child anything about this. Don't say a word about it. Wow, for a public school system? Yes. So Is this in Utah, I guess? Duh. Yeah. So here we go. Dear Principal Blank, you fill in the blank as a parent. Okay. We hereby exercise our legal right to withhold consent for our minor children, blah, blah, all 17 names of your children, to participate in or be given access to any class, lesson, instruction, curriculum, assembly, guest speaker, activity, assignment, library material, online material, club group, or association concerning dot, dot. So any of those things that talk about any of the things I'm about to read, the parents are like, no. Absolutely not. My child does not have permission. Ready? Okay. Gender identity. Oh, my God. So you may not have this child exposed to any lesson instruction, blah, 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 concerning gender identity, gender fluidity, gender as a social construct, gender binary, gender spectrum, gender nonconforming, gender queer, gender variant, gender expression, drag queen, king, transgender identity, transgender affirmation, gender preferred pronouns, cisgender, gender change, gender transition, gender surgery, gender affirmation surgery, puberty blocking hormones, cross sex hormones, sex assigned at birth, sex change, or, and then we go to the next one. So basically- they've covered it. Don't say a word to my child. Don't even say the word gender. No. And so a parent would fill this out and send it to their principal? Is yes. that how this works? Yep. Here's the next one. Sexual activity. They're also not allowed to be part of anything like this. Anything that teaches this. Sexual activity of any kind. Sexual intercourse, vaginal, oral, anal, group sex, masturbation. I'm pretty sure they don't have like a group sex class. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> sexual relationships. Polysexual, pansexual, polyamory, swinging, relationship anarchy, or sexual <laughs> orientation. Any sexual orientation, including homosexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, two-spirit, LGBTQ, or any acronymic variant thereof. So we're not going to mention 
anything. Don't even say the word sex. Nope. Then oh there's some boring God. shit. And then there's the last one. There's a few in between, but this one is like the social emotional learning curriculum. Attitudes or dispositions which undermine parental influence and beliefs or any program seeking to change a child's beliefs, attitudes, or disposition. Okay, that's subjective. Th- exactly. How do you know what the parents' beliefs are? And it's going to vary from household to household. I-, I know. It's basically like, and that's when I'm like, you know what? Probably don't send your kid to, to public school anymore, <laughs> honestly. What the and fuck? You know what sucks about me is probably six years ago, I would have been all about this. Wow. That's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. But it's like, uh, once your eyes are open, I see that your eyes are not yet open, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now we're oh, back in Your the eyes have been open, temple stuff. E- even though the Mormon church is getting smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. this is why they are still able to have this stronghold of douchebags because their their children are just, they don't know anything of the actual world. And anything of the actual world that they do hear about is bad, evil, wicked. We're not even going to talk about it, yeah. you know? And this Damn. woman is, of course, on the Utah Board of Education. So oh, wow. Okay. There, there Jesus. you go. Really quickly, before we take our last commercial break, which I know we're headed into, I talked about the stupid asshat who was um, washing off the rainbow chalk flags. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, because the gays are amazing, I have a picture here on Facebook now of pff, a large triple handful, probably, of supporters um, drawing new chalk flags. Oh, good! All over the streets. So thank you. That's awesome. And fuck that douchebag. Get all those chalk flags out there. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You know what we're really bad at doing? Speaking of commercial breaks, nothing. What? Advertising our coffee sponsor. Oh shit! When was the last time we talked about our coffee sponsor? Mahogany. Mahogany Queen Coffee mm-hmm. Co. with the LDL. After dark blend. Mm, I love the after LDL dark. after dark. You like some LDL after dark, don't you, Shelly? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or in the middle of the day. I don't care. A nooner. <laughs> <laughs> Especially brewed for LDL podcast lovers with notes of molasses, dark chocolate, and brown sugar. Mm. Yummy, yummy, mm. yummy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, you can get yours by visiting latterdaylesbian.org slash coffee. Okay. That's all you need to do. It's that easy. And just hit the pink shop now button Mm -hmm. right there. Support our uh, women-owned businesses. Yes, please do. Uh, So let's take our final commercial break, and we'll be right back. Okay. We are back. So Shelly commandeered this entire conversation. Just like Matt Easton. (laughs) (laughs) Two peas in the the pod. (laughs) Absolutely. So we're not going to get to the patrons today. So I did take up all the time. You did. And there's more time to be taken up with this conversation. So let's get back into it because I know you have more to say. I do. And actually, I could fill so many hours, but I'm going to end on this letter that was written by a faithful LDS woman. Oh, wow. She says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. We all know the rhyme taught to children with the intent to build resilience when faced with unkind words. But if you've ever spat this out on the playground, you know it was simply used to mask the truth. Words do hurt. Yeah. Deeply. Words matter. For sure. The words we use shape our thoughts, and our thoughts shape the physical structure of our brains. The words we use frame our perception of the world and how we participate within it. The words we encounter heavily influence our decisions and behaviors. Words matter. 
Yeah. Earlier this week, a leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints gave a speech to faculty and staff of Brigham Young University, a private school sponsored by the church. In this speech, the metaphorical use of musket fire to defend the church's deep-rooted belief of marriage being intended to be between man and woman was borrowed and further perpetuated. I often feel as though I straddle a line. I am an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am also a friend to many and daughter of parents in the LGBTQ plus community. Hmm. In straddling that line, I have tried to do more listening than talking because the stories needing to be told were not mine. But I believe words matter. Yeah, they do. Guns were used 60% of biased, motivated homicides of LGBTQ plus people in 2017. Hmm. Firearms are also frequently used in intimidation and threats against members of the LGBTQ plus community, which can cause unintentional deaths and injuries. Mm-hmm. Further, more than half of all suicides in the U.S. are by firearm. Wow. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people, with LGBTQ plus youth being four times more likely to seriously consider, plan, and attempt suicide than their peers. It is estimated by the Trevor Project at least one LGBTQ plus youth between the ages of 13 to 24 attempts suicide every 45 seconds in the U.S. Wow. Gun violence in the LGBTQ plus population is significant. I may often straddle the line between two worlds, but I stand firmly on one side when it comes to this. Using language which promotes such violence, even if intended as metaphorical, is abhorrent and outright dangerous. Words matter. Yeah. As humans and as followers of Christ, we must use our words with care. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. It is our calling to use our words with the intent to heal division, draw communities together, and build others up. Our words matter. How can we elect her to profit them? Right? Well, she's a girl. Sorry, you don't have a <laughs> nut sack. You can sit there with your little bitty opinions. So this is what's frustrating to me as as well, is especially with this Holland shit and all these people making posts, there are literally, actually, Mormons out there like this yeah. who truly do love. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel if they just got rid of the of anyone above age 80 in the Mormon church, <laughs> I mean, of course I'm exaggerating, like it could be better. It could almost be okay. There are people like this who are mortified at what this guy is saying. I applaud this woman's courage to actually speak up. Absolutely. If she were to say this, if someone in her ward catches wind of this, she'll be in trouble. Wow. Well, you know they will. Of course they will, because I just read it. (laughs) But I left it anonymous. Uh, I have a lot of friends who um, are still in the church, but they are struggling because of this shit. Right? Because they have— gay children or gay friends. And again, this is this Mormon church is why you are crumbling to the ground as far as your membership goes is because you don't know how to love. Yeah. And you will get your random bullshit people who stay in, mm-hmm. right? Who either make excuses for your hate or agree with your hate. Yeah. But you also have good, good people in your church that are looking to leave because of this shit, because they know how to love and you don't. And because it's too difficult, impossible maybe, to actually promote change from the inside. Yeah, I don't I don't think I, it does. I think does. people want to, some, mm-hmm. but it's an uphill battle and it must be exhausting sure. to try to do that. Because you will try and try and try and you might get some local changes, some, some local feel-good moments, but still coming down from the top yeah. is hatred and bigotry and racism and sexism, patriarchy, 
Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're fighting. Um, uh, seems like a losing battle. Yeah, a losing battle because now you're the target. You you are the ones who are being up. targeted yes. now because you are speaking up. Mm-hmm. You are the ones who Elder Holland is waving his musket at. Right. right? Next. Yep. The musket's going to be in that direction mm-hmm. for sure. By the way, Shelly, I want to help you out with something. Tell me. I know LGBTQ plus trips you up. Uh-huh. But I would suggest instead of using the word gay to uh-huh. sort of be a catch-all, how about try queer? Oh. That's a little more inclusive, I think. All the queers. Got it. Queers. Going forward, queers. Queers covers everything. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Sure. I'm here for you. Thanks, baby. Do you want to go make out? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. After this? Yeah, after this and after we finish packing. We (laughs) got to fucking move on Tuesday, Mary. (laughs) That's right. We do. My God. Lord mercy. Yeah, we haven't broken down the studio yet. Yeah, well, it looks like it's breaking down on its own. <laughs> shit's starting to fall off the walls. Like our our, our padded um, sound absorption shit's starting we, to fall. We needed a padded room, it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising at all. Yeah, so we're going to move all these acoustic panels mm-hmm. into our new place because mm-hmm. we have another room that we've set aside as a studio space. So. Yeah, we will have a home studio at our new place as well. Yeah. That, that's how we roll. Yeah. Because we are podcasters. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say damn straight, but you're not. You're queer. Damn queer. Yes, See what I queer. did there? Yep. Okay. I think it might be hard for me because the word queer was such a negative word when I was younger. Hmm. It was more negative than gay, I think. Okay. Well, time to embrace the queer. Embrace the queer. Let's do it. There you go. What else do we need to talk about on this subject? Nothing. Yeah? I mean, literally, I could go on and on, but we are so out of time. Yeah. And we might throw in, we might sprinkle some from time to time some letters concerning this, but if you want to learn more, it is all over social media. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand this double talk that's happening. These from Mormon these leaders just cannot shut the fuck up. They just can't. They feel like they're being attacked. And it's like, no one's attacking you. You are the ones. It's y- it's y'all with y'all's muskets. Yeah. I you know? know? None of the queers are wanting to outlaw traditional marriage. None of the queers are saying, you know, straights should not be able to get married. Like, the queers aren't doing shit. We're right. just living. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the ones. I know. And this guy that was erasing the rainbow, the chalk rainbow flags, let's just say this elder Holland was trying to say, we don't condone the behavior, but we love them. This kid doesn't love gay people. No, but he's defending his faith, and that's okay. By saying that f***s go to hell? Mm-hmm. That's not a loving statement. Of course not. But again, you're going to have these extremists well, that's who will what I'm take saying. something irresponsibly said by asshat. Right. Yeah. And just take the part they want out of it. Yep. So basically, don't don't speak hatred. Is that is that too yeah. hard? Don't speak to hatred. And you know what's confusing? Not queer pride parades. Mm-mm. You know what's actually confusing is your double talk speech yes. that is making everyone go. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Yep. That's the confusion. Yep. No, so fuck you. <laughs> this is so true because this this is current members that I see posting in like these groups like uh, Mormons Building Bridges. It has actually been very interesting in that group to see many responses from current m- Mormons to this. Um, I bet. Because they're kind of reeling from it. Like they know it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who's being confused by your shit is people within the Mormon church who still have a fucking heart. Right. Who actually love and believe that you are a prophet. Well, guess what? This prophet who you think you are is preaching violence with his metaphor. He's preaching hate. He's preaching non-acceptance. He's preaching love the sinner, not the sin, which is so dangerous to say 
It's a lie. Pride events are not confusing. They're lovely. They're colorful. I know. They're fabulous. So fun. Mm-hmm. So are we wrapped up on this topic for I now? think so. I need some more coffee. I think, we're, we've, I think we've said what we have time to say today. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say one more thing about our uh, travel microphone oh, fund. Yeah. So excited about that. Yeah. We have enough money so far to buy one of the two mics. Oh. We are halfway <laughs> there. Thank you. Thank you all for your support so far. It's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to do, as I said, that exclusive podcast episode just for you. Yes. Using our new microphones. Yes. I'm so excited. These microphones will most definitely make it easier for us to podcast while we are on the road, which yeah. we are a lot. Mm-hmm. So we typically won't have to take long breaks from podcasting because we just, we're in a hotel with yeah. the good microphones. I know. I'm really, really excited. So if you would like to get in on this and also that uh, exclusive episode mm-hmm. yet to be determined, mm-hmm. something racy, we'll figure it out. Okay. It'll, it'll be worth your while. Should we read soft porn? We're going to be at least topless while we do this podcast. We usually are. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to flash my tits. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Sure there did. we go. Girls are out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. And that first link right there is a one-time donation, and we will use your donation to help us with these microphones. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So awesome. I'm so excited about them. I was surprised at how many people are poning up support for these microphones because it's like, oh, shit, they really do like that we podcast. They really are encouraging us. Or they're like, yeah, your travel podcast audio sucks. I mean, either way. help you out. Either way, it's helpful. (laughs) Totally helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Appreciate it so much, everybody. Uh, I guess that's kind of it for today. Wrapped I up. I mean, there's Dan we need to thank. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's thank Dan from Extension <laughs> Audio. Just kidding, Dan. We Thanks love you. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. <laughs> and everybody, remember, steer clear of those damn cults because they are no fucking joke. No fucking joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.